0: And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now.
1: All righty.
2: Hey, good
1: morning. Good morning. Put a little cinnamon in my coffee today. Did you ever try that?
2: Ooh. No, I don't drink coffee, but if I did I definitely would Oh
1: right, right. You don't drink
2: If I did drink coffee, I can tell you definitively it would be gratuitous. Okay. <laughs> but I don't.
1: You never you never had did you ever try it?
2: I've tried coffee. I mean I like the taste. I just can't do the the caffeine. It just makes me feel yeah, sick, all jittery um taste is good and i can tell i tell you here my mom gets the gratuitous uh bags i can smell the beans from outside the package when it comes in and just like oh it smells so good i want to eat the beans (laughs) my honestly might uh cover some in chocolate
1: let me put up our little gratuitous thing oh i don't know where the other one is oh yeah chocolate covered coffee beans that's delicious actually yeah yeah um yeah i tried with cinnamon i never tried that before
2: Pretty good, pretty good. You usually have yours pretty black, dude.
1: Yeah, I just have it black, but I try putting like just like a little straight up cinnamon in there. But yeah, it's 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 good. You don't drink coffee if you, if you don't don't start it if you don't if you don't have to. I remember I used to be the same like when I was young. I used to like a cup of
2: coffee.
1: Jesus, it's like I did like a line of coke. <laughs> yeah. Like
2: holy shit. No, yeah, it makes me uh feel really good for like twenty minutes, and then like after that, I start to feel really feverish and I'm just like, uh, not good. it like, makes me feel sick after like twenty, thirty minutes. So
3: yeah, I'm just, yeah.
2: Like, eh. and it's just the caffeine because I made the mistake of having um uh, there's this energy drink called a bang.
1: Uh-huh
2: I made the mistake of drinking that once, and it has like, I don't know, it's like three hundred milligrams of caffeine or something ridiculous like that, oh, and it made me like literally it made me paranoid. I was yeah. like, it was yeah. No, that's like dangerous amount of caffeine for yeah me reserved. at least.
1: <laughs> Energy drinks for like like in college, like during exams, I oh they're used so my, bad every now and then like you know I was on like note or something. But Yeah, they're definitely bad for you. Coffee, I just got used to it over time, for better or worse. I mean, old, I mean, they they say it has all these good effects, right? I guess if you don't take have too much of it, I suppose that there's a lot of positive effects um <laughs> all right man anything uh any housekeeping things to bring up
2: um i don't know it's been kind of a kind of a slow week in a way and to a lot of are
1: bizarre to the yeah. moving along oh man yeah well at least we're, we're getting the escrow thing looked at right that's kind of getting
2: yeah hopefully
1: make progress with that okay somebody's auditing that or reviewing it it's not not really a proper audit but at least we have somebody starting to review it, right? Yeah. And now we got to get Anarchia building the the rest of the platform here. Oh, it's, it's tough, man, building these projects, right? It's a lot, a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. I'm excited for it. I keep thinking all these things I want to post on there uh, once we have it up. More so oh, things.
2: Yeah, that... I already have a lot of stuff that, like, yeah, I, I could post on like monero market but i'm like oh i should just wait and do it at xmr bazaar
1: i know i know because we, we want to try to get it going on xmr bazaar and also like the wish list stuff too like things i'll just post to try to get people to just start providing yes stuff. yes
2: like yeah to find some eggs to replace the the farm fresh advertise you want eggs on there
1: yeah so many so many little things i feel like i could grow I could up there
2: um all right let's uh let's move it along Let's get the day going here. Let's get it. Uh, All go. right. We got body bright and early as always. Let's jump into the uh, uh, price.
0: The Monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer-to-peer. What's up, homies? Yo, body.
1: Good What's morning. going up, man? How you doing?
4: Doing good. You know, um, you guys are talking about coffee. Uh, I read a statistic that said that the all cause mortality for people that drink coffee is lower than people that don't. So,
1: bam, there I you go. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I, I think it only works though if you just happen to drink coffee. I don't. I don't think you can drink
1: coffee to make your all cause mortality lower. So, oh, it just happens to be that coffee drinkers. Yeah. So, what, what, what it, is there any indication as to why? No, uh, we don't. Maybe because mm-hmm. you're more awake and you don't um, fall asleep at the wheel. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's one <laughs> that's theory. It's likely to get hit by a bus crossing the street in the morning, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, something I mean, like that. You're a coffee guy, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't used to be. It was maybe, I think it was about five years, six years ago now that I, I started drinking it. Um, I was drinking like, I don't know, uh, sugary gay mocha latte kind of bullshit and i was like what am i doing with my life just drink your coffee straight and black like a man yeah i mean what what like do you want to like have a sugary beverage or or do you want to like enjoy the taste of coffee it's worthwhile uh...
2: a starbucks unicorn frappuccino man come on
4: (laughs) it's also a lot easier to order yeah (laughs) give me a give me a shot good to go give me a an an, an americano right
1: Uh... anyways um yeah, sounds like you had your coffee today, man. You you sound you sound perked up today. You sound like you're.
4: yeah, oh, had a had a good night last night. Might okay. still be having a good night. <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> all
1: right, you're coming off a good night. That's so much. A, <laughs> all right, that's good. Would you any, anything you could reveal? Would you Would you do? Oh, you know, just had a good time. Okay, sweet. Out and about. Yeah. Socializing. So we've
4: got price. We got to talk about price, and right now i I don't have good news for you. I honestly don't. This is the Monero chart. Oh, no. it, it actually looks okay. The Monero chart looks more okay than any other charts, to be honest. We kind of broke down this, this big rising, a very long-term uh, rising support line. But uh, I'm not too worried about the Monero price. Um, it's actually organically used for a lot of stuff. So um, it, it, we, we have like natural baseline support here. Uh, but I am kind of worried about the Bitcoin price. So this is the Bitcoin chart. and yeah, I feel
1: like there's a lot of doom and gloom out there right now.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about this for a while now. Um, as early as maybe March, where we said we're looking to August as the as the potential for a top here. this market needs to come explore the lower range, right? It, it needs to come and, and set some kind of support. It needs to establish probably 20K, right? It's a nice round number. Um, I, I do think that Bitcoin needs to to go back down now at this point. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's in, in the broader context of, of where Bitcoin's been and where uh, Bitcoin and Monero are going. I, I don't think it's a big deal. You know, you just got to hodl, basically. Uh, but if you're a trader right now, opening a short probably wouldn't be that bad of, a, of an idea. So um, as we talk about a lot, I call this the wave magic, the blue line, the, the orange lines here. These are um, uh, standard deviations. So the blue lines are the upper standard deviation of price. And then the orange lines are the lower standard deviation. And then the white lines are the moving average. So again, it's arbitrary. Like, do you want to choose the 50 day moving average or the 21 day? It's, it's arbitrary. So you just overlay all of them at the same time. And this is what pops out when when you do that. Um, something I created a, a couple of years ago, and uh, it's it's actually it's kind of beautiful. I, I really like the way it looks. I, it when it when I programmed this into TradingView, I was very surprised that um, that this popped out. So, anyways, right now if we're going to talk about wave magic we're going to talk about um, standard deviation levels we're basically below the um the near term standard deviation uh lower standard deviation this is not good price action this is not what you want to see if if you're going to try and take a long um you kind of got this weird little like uh w pattern going on right now like so it's kind of um so actually let's uh let's rewind here a little bit um we had this w pattern back in december sorry these charts take a, a little bit of time to move that's like the only problem with it cuz trading view doesn't quite have the resources okay so what you can see here is this this W pattern that, that we had back in November, December that that formed. Oh god, I got in too long. Okay. So we kinda had this W pattern right here that formed. Um we have something similar happening right now, but it's it's a much smaller uh time frame, right? It's much smaller period. So the it you would think, okay, maybe this could this could go up and maybe it can, but Right now, my odds again are are on the short side here. I don't think that price is, um, I don't think price is doing anything good right now. I think that this is actually weakness at the moment. You can see that this is kind of like slowly descending, and at some point, it's likely that the bottom's going to fall out on that one. Um, this one right here, you can see that was kind of rising, right? When this W pattern was forming and we were worried about could we go lower, right around this area, we said, no, 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 this is strength. Like things are probably about to bounce. So just know if you're a trader. To, to be careful here with uh, with Bitcoin, don't be taking any crazy big longs. Um, the signals aren't entirely so. In, in terms of the macro, the signals are not entirely uh, congruent at the moment. So we have, for example, the dollar is is, is going up. The dollar index is, is rising, and it's been rising, uh, which is kind of what we've expected. Um, however, if we look at the reverse repos, that has been dropping, right? So for the past two uh, two weeks, yeah, two weeks. For the past two weeks, uh, this has been falling. Now the reverse repos again are money that's stored overnight with the fed and they get, um, minus 0.1% to the federal funds rate, uh, for keeping their money there. So when money is leaving the reverse repos, that means it's going somewhere. And right now I'm, I'm not quite entirely certain where this money is going. Um, 1.82 trillion down to So $300 billion have left the reverse repo market. And I'm not quite sure where that's gone. Um, I think I'm kind of like, I have a hesitant uh, commodity cycle theory at the moment. I do think um, it's possible that money is going into commodities right now. Um, I was really hoping that we would get some kind of clarity uh, in, in the stock market, in the macro, in the, in the big picture. I was really hoping we'd get some kind of clarity um, by the end of the week, but we we kind of haven't. Um, so this is the NASDAQ right here. I would like to call this a head and shoulders. But we're not quite there. Like you see this horizontal support um, or resistance. It's hard to say which it is. It's a horizontal line of significance um, that was kind of uh after after the big blow off uh top, that was like the place that price came back to and then and then fell from there. So that's why this horizontal line exists here. You can see it was actually important there, and it's still like it's still kind of important here. So I would like to call this a head and shoulders, but we can't, it's not confirmed. We can't call that a head and shoulders just quite yet. If this thing breaks down next week, that's, that's a pretty clear sign to get out of the market. Like you don't want to be risk on if this thing breaks down. Um, That's, that's like kind of the last confirmation I was hoping. (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't hope that people, you know, would lose money and the market would go down, but I was kind of hoping to see some clarity here by the end of the week. And that's, that's not really what happened. So um, yeah, we've, we've got money going somewhere. I'm not quite sure where exactly at the moment. Um, so let's take a look at the transactions. Monero transactions has just been flat, but there was something I wanted to cover with the Bitcoin transaction. So I'll get rid of the Monero ones. All right. Bitcoin is now doing somewhere between 600, 700, 500,000 transactions. These are ordinals. Half of the transaction volume on Bitcoin is now um, inscription. Um, Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, right. Wow, bunch of you know what's happening is people are minting a bunch of fucking NFTs that they're going to sell on the next bull market. When when the shit goes parabolic again, there's going to be a lot of value there. That might actually, I know it's it's kind of weird to say, but that might actually be something that uh, helps support Bitcoin's price. Uh, my theory is, of course, that Ethereum is going to gain market cap parity in the next bull market. Um, I say parity because you know I'm, I'm being a coward. Obviously, the flippening is is the more. <laughs> is the more cheeky way to say it. So one thing that um, I've, I've done some calculations and um, Jameson Lopp sent me a uh, a transaction size calculator. And so if everyone was actually like, hypothetically, if everyone was using um, Taproot, then you could probably stuff about a million transactions a day on Bitcoin, um, like in the most ideal case. So um, all these ordinals obviously involve Taproot, um, which is a more efficient way of doing the transaction. But then of course they're, um, they're <laughs> putting a lot of data into the uh, into the inscription part of that transaction, into the segregated witness uh, part of that transaction. So, um, anyways, maybe it's a, a slight correction from from something that I've said before, uh, which was that Bitcoin could do three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand transactions per day. Um, it, it's actually closer to a million in the in the best ideal.
1: Um, so, so trend, I mean, yeah, you always hear the the metric of like, you know, Bitcoin can do like whatever seven forty transactions per second or something. So you're saying it's it's much much more given Taproot.
4: Yeah, like hypothetically, it, it could be significantly more than than seven transactions. Maybe I don't know, maybe like fourteen. Personally, I don't I don't like using the transactions per second metric because. That's, that's like in, in my human brain, that doesn't compute, right? I'm like, okay, far out, bro. Like how many transactions per second can we do here? Um, but when I hear transactions per day, that tells me how many people can access the network, right? So right now, when we talk about Bitcoin's doing 700, well, 500, 700,000 transactions per day, that that's a number that makes more sense to, to my monkey brain. Um, and obviously per year, it's, it's, um, it's about 100 million, but uh, I think it can actually go, like theoretically, the cap could actually be much higher uh, about three hundred million. So, um, let's see. A buddy of mine recommended that we show the uh, the Monero notes, looking about uh, twenty seven thousand right now, twenty six eight five three. Uh, so, yeah, cool. And oh, I, I don't have much else to, to talk about here. Um, oh, uh, a chart that I that I came up with recently is to multiply gold by the dollar index. Um, normally, you divide things, right? You say, okay, well, what was what's the M2 SL, right? What's the M2 money supply? You might divide that to try and get a better look at how something performed relative to inflation. Um, but in this case, what we do is we multiply the dollar index by uh, by gold because when the dollar is is rising, you expect that gold is probably going to drop, right? It's it's anti correlated. So. What we're doing here, the reason we multiply the the two together is because it gives you the biggest, broadest picture about how well gold is doing over the long term um relative to that anti-correlation. So um right now, like I mean, gold has continued to perform. And honestly, like I, I say this a lot. I do think that gold is probably you if you're trying to preserve your capital, if you're trying to wait things out to the next bull market, I, I think you should you should definitely have a significant allocation into gold. It's probably not going to perform tomorrow, but it's going to keep your value like it's it's actually a store of value. Um, so I, I think that um, I think there's the overall the broad theme that I'm tentatively coming to is, is that I, I think we've got a commodity cycle coming up um, for maybe the next, let's just say one to one to three to four, six months, something like that. Um, I think crypto is going to come back. I think that uh, risk on will happen again. But at the moment, I it's dubious. Like it, it could it's it, the, the fat lady hasn't sung here. <laughs> like we could still we could still see another higher high uh, in crypto. We could hypothetically still see another higher high in stocks. But for the moment, um, I that's not a risk I'm, I'm I want to take. So uh, basically, I'm in Monero, my hodl, uh, and I'm in gold. right. Now. That would be my. Uh, the, the, uh, certified financial advice, bros. Um, sue me.
2: Yeah,
1: if you can find me, <laughs> you're me from luck, Mexico. Good luck getting my monera, which I lost in a boning accident. Exactly.
4: So yeah, that's the uh, right. that's the price today.
1: I'm seeing a, a lot of gloom and doom in in Bitcoin land with regards to uh, the uh, you know potentially needing to add a tail emission right the 21 million cap. I'm seeing that. Yeah, top,
4: I feel top, like um, right now, I think the Bitcoin bros right now are struggling through the realization that lightning is not do what they thought it would do. So now they have to argue about um, what's the next software to do a six year experiment. Um, I, I feel like they, they, they know this, they intuit this and, um, so right now, is it CTV? Is it going to be, uh, drive chains, right? No, nobody knows. And honestly, I don't think anything's going to fork 10. There's no consensus for them to do anything. And, and as long as they're arguing about it, there's no chance they're going to fork anything. Um, now if like someone like Jameson Lop or, um, you know, Adam back or, or Blockstream, if these guys came out and said, Hey, let's, let's go this direction. Then everyone would just fall, fall behind them. Um, which is fine. Like, I mean, you need, you need leaders, right? Um, Sure, but at
1: the moment, no. Like, yeah, there's they're they're just gonna continue arguing on Twitter <laughs> about what to do. Do you think there's any any potential movement towards increasing the block size in Bitcoin? Um I'm trying to be part of that push, man. I'm I really am. I I
4: Bitcoin hash, like I in 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 large part, I agree with the the general ideas like network effects, shelling points, stuff like that. Um, I'd like to see them raise the blocks because Bitcoin could actually be a good thing. Like it just needs to upgrade. Um, and, and, and maybe the problem is that they're not going to upgrade until after they see Ethereum flip. And then they're going to feel the sense of urgency that I feel right now. Um, by by then it'll be too late. Like they're, they're just like, when you have a product on the market, you have an opportunity. There's a window of opportunity for a new product to to capture the network effects, to capture the market. And if it doesn't, um then it's you know it's just not going to um so it's i mean it's ethereum man like that's that's where everything's going um it makes sense it it's in in a broad sense um you can you can program anything onto it um so and they they just have the opportunity to iterate faster with a lot of different projects and sure there's a lot of like bullshit scams um but ultimately the things that actually work are going to rise that cream is going to rise to the top um so and what's cool though is we we've got uh we've got atomic swaps with ethereum, so um tornado cash that whole saga is it's not looking good right so the privacy layer the fungibility layer of ethereum is is going to be in monero and i just i don't think bitcoin is going to be part of that conversation um It is now right it sounds silly to say that at the moment, but um in, in, going into the future it's going to be Monero
1: and ethereum. What role do you see bitcoin playing in the future nostalgia? <laughs> pet rock
2: that's crazy that uh almost half of bitcoin transactions are just ordinals that's like it's, yeah it seems like a lot of
1: people making a lot of money on those ordinals
4: that's some load
2: man especially at a chain that can't handle it but are, are,
1: are there a lot of people that are excited about the, and other than the ordinals being great for you know trying to make money off of some stupid nft are there a lot of people excited about the fact that it is increasing usage of bitcoin or there's more concern that it's just taking up block space what is kind of it's
4: uh i think it's half and half right now it's so the reality is that you can do it should be be exciting right
1: because it's it's giving miners more right potentially more incentive to mine right potentially solving that problem of the you know what that's a good point um yeah
4: like the the way that ordinals are playing out might actually prolong the um
2: Oh, mining is the problem that
1: they have,
4: right?
2: Now. Yeah.
1: It seems like the solution.
2: I feel like eventually uh, it's going to die out more though, cuz it's I mean, most of the use that I've seen for it is just to like sell and try to make money off of these NFTs and playing the market with them. So, i it's not like real utility.
4: I'm kind of worried honestly about the um the hash power at the moment. Um so miners are all of them are mining at a loss mm-hmm. and they need the, they're they're doing it under the expectation that price will rise. But then the happening is going to hit next year. So they're, they're going to take a 2x hit on their profits and they're already unprofitable. So yeah. what happens if Bitcoin doesn't make a significant higher high? Like I, I have a, a very, very, very tentative thesis right now that Bitcoin could double top um, at 70k. That's probably what's going to happen. It's going to double top um, and then take some time to wash out and establish a higher floor. Maybe let's just say 50k. Right. But it's, that's, that's a years long kind of event. So what happens to all that hash power that's currently unprofitable that's going to be half as profitable starting next year? I maybe the NFTs, the ordinals can save them, right? Maybe that can that could that could help them. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see. Uh,
1: it's it's a problem. I think it's a problem. Yeah, it's I feel like it's um, something a lot of people are talking about right now in Bitcoin land. People are yeah. are, are finally waking up to it i feel we've been talking about it forever here in monero um, right <laughs> like dynamic block sizes tail emission I, th- I mean there's a lot of research out
4: there ethereum implemented um i have to eip something with some number 1500 something um yeah the ethereum implemented some kind of protection uh against uh long-term risk in in terms of like having enough um reward for the miners like they they implemented uh, some kind of protocol i don't really understand it but uh it, they, they they specifically addressed it and bitcoin still hasn't addressed it so I, I i don't think that these guys are dumb like i don't think they would have done that in, unless it, it might really truly be a concern um i i don't know i guess we'll, we'll just have to wait and see right Yeah.
1: all right yeah i feel like uh, we'll be touching upon this again later in the show because of some of the news topics um body cool Thanks so much, man. Stick around, please, if you can. Thank you. Everybody, yeah, buddy.
2: Great financial uh, advice as always. <laughs> uh,
1: uh. All, All right. right.
2: No dev report today. Oh, no dev report. Unfortunately, Dude right. is gone. Um, do you want to go ahead and jump into guest
0: segment?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Easy.
0: The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet store, Send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys.
1: Hey man, hey man. Whoa, that was loud. Whoa. that was loud. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. It's, is my mic super? Is my loud? mic super loud? Oh, is an echo, oh, echo going on? Yeah, willpower. We're yeah, getting willpower. Internet. We're getting it. Let's uh, let's mute him for a sec. Yeah, yeah, it's his thing. Willpower, if you could, uh, I don't know, do. Change something up over there with your sound. We're getting an echo. Let's try it again. All right. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Nope. Still nope. getting it. Still getting it. Right, Tux? You getting it too?
2: Mm, yeah, I did hear it a second ago.
1: Yeah. Hold on. I got It's him like on.
2: weirdly delayed.
1: I got him on mute because it's it's really annoying. Mm. All right. He's got his headphones in. You got, you got headphones in? Uh, shall well, we that's try? super weird. Shall we try again? I have a feeling it's still going to be.
2: I mean, maybe you can just unmute when you talk. That's what I use. You know.
1: Um, uh, willpower. Can we, Will Power, Can we? Can you hear us? Can you hear us? We can't hear you. Can't hear you.
2: Oh, you know what? Oh, the is, is, is um. All right. that. is the yes. output of his uh of the sound coming from his computer.
1: All right. Let's um. Hmm. Shall we? Shall we move on to viewers on on stage or, or news? Why don't we do news? Why he tries to fix it?
2: Okay. <laughs> All right. I
1: mean, I know we like to pull pull people up from. From the stage for the news. It's do viewers on viewers on stage doing things a little differently today, and we'll get people. Anybody that wants to come up is anybody around? Yeah, we got Alaska. Oh, we a few people. Um, yeah, and then we'll just we'll just go through the news. All right, all right.
0: It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down
1: all right anybody that wants to jump up speak their mind we'll go through the news you can comment on it i see there's a decent amount of people in the spaces guys mute your, mute your mic when you join uh i see there's a bunch of people in the spaces you can jump on the stream yard if you guys want to join us here to, to chime in um
5: sh- the tldr for bodies price report is by monero
1: as always, as always. always, make sure you're holding plenty of
6: stable coins. That's <laughs> for sure. Just the one though, just the Monero one.
1: Yes, anybody in the spaces uh, that wants to jump up and participate, just join the Streamyard. Find the link. We tweeted out
5: because uh, because of the fact that you can't like use Monero as collateral. At least from what i have seen. what I do is I use Polygon um, so that I can borrow dollars if need be. But I hold my main my main stuff in Monero.
1: And then what are you using Polygon for? I had never
6: thought of that before. That's a really good idea. I'm
5: using Polygon, um, Matic and Aave on Ethereum, uh, on the Ethereum layer two Polygon chain Mm -hmm. to borrow dollars with. So like if I need to buy something for the house or something like that, I can just borrow dollars off of Aave and then trade it into Monero using like Trocador. And then sell it on local Monero and get cash in my bank account to, you know, buy something for the house, like a chainsaw or something like that.
1: Chainsaw, interesting.
5: <laughs> well, we just had <laughs> we just had that hurricane that knocked down all kinds of tree limbs and stuff, so buy, we got to get buy, a chainsaw. A chainsaw with Monero. I don't know. Dude, I don't
2: that's know. that's next level. Look. I want to be able to do that. On the chainsaw, There,
6: there are some serious financial wizards in our community, man. Hey, if like, Mobile comes people...
2: back, I could just go to Home Depot and you know buy one right in there.
5: Well, you can use Coinsby or Coin Cards. You can get uh, Monero and then use Coinsby or Coin Cards to get a Home Depot gift card and do that. We're oh, actually going to we're actually going to buy some insulation for the house here in a couple months because we've actually got to put up some insulation and that's exactly what we're going to do is we're going to use Monero to buy a a Home Depot gift card and then buy the insulation with that.
2: Yo, that's pretty. I, sweet. I
1: suggest you if, if once we get XMR Bazaar up, man. It's like goal there being you'd be able to say, "Here's what I'm working on. Here's what I need. Anybody want to supply it? Help me out with it." That's what I, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing how many people I get to bite at things like that. I need 20 rolls of insulation. <laughs> yeah, you never know, man. You might you might find some uh, some takers on things like that.
6: Depends where you live, but we actually do some work where we uh, round up cardboard bales from grocery stores and all kinds of other places and then we shred them and then add an organic uh like waterproofing and termite proofing layer and then it becomes insulation that you can like blow into your attic or whatever and then as far as like rolls of insulation um you can do like shredded pr- shredded puffed rubber from like tires and stuff all you need is basically a tire shredder nice you guys do that yeah we do that up here a lot actually probably like four or five trailers a week like full 53 foot trailers of just blowable insulation um another thing that i've been trying to do <clears throat> but uh you know government is hemp crete would be an absolute godsend in a place like alaska because of the, the like the waterproofing and the the permeability of it um, and then the thermal transfer cycle is exactly a half a day at the 14-inch at the thickness. So basically, you could set up a transfer cycle that is like one-to-one with the, the day-night cycle. Um, so basically, the heat of the day makes it into the building at night and vice versa. It would be a, like a perfect ratio of thermal transfer and that would be really interesting in a place like Alaska. Oh, that's useful. Using hempcrete? Yeah, hemp hempcrete is absolutely mind-blowing if you've never looked at it before. It's it it would be an unbelievably effective replacement for drywall in like 95% of the use cases for drywall and it's easier to repair gypsum mines if you've never been to a gypsum mine you don't want to go because you value your lungs you should never go to a gypsum mine but like that they are pretty nasty ecologically speaking um but hempcrete on the other hand can actually restore soils and there's no mining involved right because even whatever you're using as the cement as the as the uh hardening agent um A lot of the time you can get that either off the surface or as a waste product from other mining operations that are already happening. Um, Yeah, hempcrete is pretty amazing stuff. And I think it's just kind of like the way that building materials are currently done. Everything is kind of designed to work with everything else is one of the reasons why it hasn't already taken over over the drywall. The other thing is most places have in their fire codes rules for using drywall and they haven't made exceptions for hempcrete now i'm of the opinion do it anyway and they can go fuck themselves but like <laughs> that's that that's me contractors tend to be a little bit more uh afraid of the
1: of the taskmasters so we need we need some hempcrete being sold on on XM Bazaar and some uh contractors well, yeah, you, willing to you... to work uh
6: with hempcrete exactly and what what you could do is you could sell the hemp in bundles and you just you, you wrap them in plastic the same way you would like coconut core or something you ship it to the location and then they can buy like whatever uh, hardening agent they want to use local it's so cheap to buy mm. locally wherever it already is and then i mean the the mix ratios are widely available on the internet and then any contractor that's willing to use it, it's honestly, it's really easy to use. I can't do drywall for shit because I'm a terrible artist. So I can cut them like perfectly straight, but I can never like make that smooth look to them, you know, because it's like takes an artist. But hempcrete, it's it's like just splatting mud cakes on stuff and it just works. It's awesome. Yo, Will so Power from the no backstage artists, again. Do... Let
2: me uh, let's see if we can uh, we can get let's him get up. Him.
7: Let's get him up power do we have you? Yo, one, 2 right? Right. Uh, hey, there we go.
2: There, there
7: yeah. you.
2: All right. Just, we, we, we
1: worked through it. We worked with it. We got to go. Yeah,
7: yeah. yeah. Thanks for your patience.
1: Of course. How's it going, man? What's going on?
7: Oh, man. I'm alive. I'm feeling good. I'm not in Egypt right now. I'm putting out music, focusing on a lot of things, art, messages, self. So, yeah. These times are really exciting, and uh, I think we're co-creating some amazing stuff here on Earth right now.
1: You got anything uh,
7: Monero-related coming down the pipe? Um, So on this new album I have now, um, I mention Monero on a few tracks, and I talk about the importance of uh, privacy coins. And um, so, yeah, on the album, basically it's a way, using music as a way to um share the message share the information and so that's what I, I got going on right now
1: nice man what was the song the song that you did that uh what was it called the title that we that we all love um oh
7: yeah pay me and monero, hey,
2: hey, monero. You, tux, by... yep.
1: tux can you oh, find thanks,
7: it man.
2: yeah i yeah uh you want me to play it real quick yeah that's yeah, yeah let's go right, let let you. no
1: know willpower like yeah come on we gotta people gotta understand what's going on here <laughs>
7: Nice. Pay me in Monero, on the low with my dinero, cause they come for. photo. Stand up like a hero, wanna take our privacy, control our currency, take away our humanity, and tell you this for your safety. The herd does it willingly. They might be smart, but cannot see. Everyone wants to be free. We sell your soul and integrity. Global, elite, bankers, all the top gangsters, wanna trace our crypto, so pay me in Monero.
3: I'll pay you in my Pay me in Pay me in my narrow. I'll pay you in I'll
2: pay you in my narrow. fire
1: <laughs> Uh, how many yeah. how many views did Yeah, did I, that end up getting a lot of uh a lot of hits? Uh,
7: not not that much. I think around six K.
1: Shit, we gotta get the spread spreader people. Get it out there.
7: Yeah, spread it, share it.
1: So wh- when's this new album coming
7: out? Uh it just did. It's oh. Out now.
1: Oh shit. Okay.
7: Is there anything yeah. we can
1: hear from that? Is there anything we can play?
7: Uh yeah. Actually,
2: amazing, right? You want me that play yeah. that one? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Cool. Pull it up. Let's do it.
7: That I see we are, in the most amazing times that I have seen I am, so inspired by the creativity that I see we are, in the most amazing times that I have seen I am, so inspired by the creativity that I see we are. so inspired by the creativity that i see rise up rise up stand up stand up if you live with purpose hands up it's a soul mission to free all men and women but only if they want to they seem to prefer the matrix Materialism, fakeness, scientism, medical blunder. Inject the world through propaganda to convince them war against Russia. It's so easy to push an agenda. Depopulation of generations, violation of the body. Sexualize everybody. Spread the sky with chemtrails. Geoengineer climate, make it hell the climate change to take away all freedoms that remain i lost many friends controlled by the fake stream political trends we are in the most amazing times that i have seen i am so inspired by the creativity that i see. we are in the most amazing Amazing times that I have seen, I am so inspired by the creativity that I see. Imagine people waking up, the illusions of society breaking up. They see no if it was a plot to inject everyone with a shot. They now see that scientism is the new world order the religion. They now see that education is actually indoctrination they see slavery never ended it just became subconscious and submersive they see climate change is engineered engineered, yeah, to keep us in fear uh, we see through the lies reject the politicians and the fake smiles they're all controlled puppets they're evil masters now reveal the public AI digital slavery opportunity to recreate humanity Yeah, it's all a dream I kept my hopes up Thanks to memes We are in the most amazing times That I have seen I am so inspired By the creativity that I see We are in the most amazing Amazing times that I have seen I am, so inspired by the creativity that I see we are, in the most amazing times that I have seen I am, so inspired by the creativity that I see we are, in the most up. Uh, Amazing times that I have seen I am so inspired By the creativity that I see I see the birth of a new age It's beautiful, yeah, we turn the page The new beings are misunderstood But proliferate like shoes on wood We combine like never before What matters is that our intention is pure Not everyone will be accepting Be you even if there's rejection we know who we are, we are shine stars, alchemists of invisible forces live from our heart, cause that's where the source is. We are in the most amazing time that I have seen. I am so inspired by the creativity that I see. We are in the most of Amazing times that I have seen I am, so inspired by the creativity that I see we are, in the most amazing times that I have seen I am, so inspired by the creativity that I see we are, in the most amazing times that I have seen I am, so inspired by the creativity that I see. Willpower
2: music. All right. <laughs> awesome. The, the that soul was most of amazing era. by Willpower.
6: Where did you get these
7: amazing wardrobes? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I made them.
1: Yeah, there you go. You got to start selling those, man.
7: Yeah, like yeah. My
1: wife likes to
6: make clothes, too. And I, I was just like, they, they have to be made by this man.
7: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I made them. Actually, I sold a couple of those uh led mask uh light faces in monero so dude you gotta come to uh
1: the next Monero Topia. i know you're at monero con which was awesome it was awesome running into you there
3: yeah man that was fun
7: (laughs) you had a good time time monero con yeah man it was amazing to see the community and um it was very lively and um yeah very inspiring too yeah just seeing it like so many times we'll be on our screen, so to connect the the physical phone is uh is empowering. It's good.
1: Yeah, we're thinking maybe Buenos Aires for the next Monero Topia would, would be amazing to have you down there. Come down. Yeah,
7: yeah, that'd be dope. Sell, yeah, sell be... some
1: swag, maybe perform if you can. That that'd be yeah, that'd be fantastic.
7: So, yeah, that'd be dope. So,
1: so what do you think, man? I mean, the, the, I, I listen to that song, I hear I hear uh, you know doom and gloom in one respect, right? You're talking about, yeah. oh, uh, you know, we're, we're moving towards a dystopia. They're, they're gaining right. power over us. But ultimately, uh-huh. it sounds like, like you're an optimist given uh, human creativity. Things like Monero. Exactly. Is, that, is that where you fall? Where, where, how do you see things playing out?
7: That's exactly how, where I fall. I see that, um, you know, it's like the saying, it was the best of times and the worst of times all at once. And um, so it's like so many things are happening simultaneously. You can focus on one thing only, and that's your reality. You can focus on another thing, and that's your reality. And I trying to find the balance and be an alchemist and um, seeing things that look doom and gloom and wanted to put that message out there so that um, it's also paid attention to because it's like if we don't pay attention to certain things, um, it's like sweeping them under the rug and that doesn't do any good. And so also for the, for the sense that maybe, Oh my God, there's no hope. What can we do? Um, that's when it's about human creativity. And I feel that whenever we're challenged is when the motors get activated and that's when you see human creativity, ingenu- ingenuity, and Monero is a perfect example of, um, people who saw the future before it was here, and the future of Monero, I feel, is, um, is so ahead of its time, which is why, um, you know, it's, as time goes by, it's going to pick more and more steam as, um, as things get maybe more dystopian, if they do, and so I think Monero is a great example of human creativity in terms of how do we keep our freedoms um, that the, the things that have kept us human until now. for so, you know, for several, for our lifetimes, for our lifetime, so many of us, and we're seeing the change. And the beauty of having been here for a certain amount of time is that you can see the ship. And if you're born in a certain era, you don't see what came before. So your reality is based on what you've experienced. And with each generation, I'm noticing that there's, um, there's a code to crack, which is why I'm in Egypt right now looking at um, ancient civilizations and what's left of them because I'm trying to learn um, something that's beyond my time frame on earth. But um, just to answer the question quickly, I think um, this whole community and other communities are going to take whatever challenges that come and the human spirit, I feel, is going to shine through whatever.
1: All right, what what are you learning over there in Egypt? Anything specific?
7: Um, you know, it's kind of hard to be specific, um, but I'm reading a lot of things based on my own, I would say, experience because I've been really into ancient civilizations since like 2017, and I like to look at things and get my own interpretation. Um, and I'm reading a lot of things. Um, that make a lot of sense. That have to do with um, the spirit. How in ancient Egypt or Kemet, they were really communing with spirit and the spirit realm as a as a way to live. And even looking at um, the tombs of the pharaohs, how everything is about um, connecting the afterlife with um, and with the physical world. So it's like connecting the spirit world and the physical world. And that's something I'm seeing a lot in uh, what they were doing, even in the uh, hieroglyphs and how not only did they document their life, but also um, I think they were used to make as a bridge and also to show what looks to me like ceremonies or rituals. So um, a lot of those things I'm not really part of uh, mainstream culture and society. When you talk about the spirit, uh, people may ask, but you can't prove that it exists. Right, because we're a lot of us are in a scientific, materialistic kind of uh, understanding of life, and but I feel like there's a lot going on um, in the spiritual realms that connect us to who we are beyond the physical realm, and so um, it's really interesting to uh, to see how they were living their life and what I'm able, what I'm picking up by just um, walking through these temples. It's pretty crazy.
1: What's your take on all the the latest alien stuff? what were your thoughts um, all these revelations um, yeah. from, from officials in the government
7: well you know it's, I, I, I like to stay focused on um, things that I can touch be, because I don't want to get distracted by um, intangibles too much that um, feel to me like they could be distractions so I try to stay focused on the things that I can do myself every day in my life. And, um, so I like to deal with things like that because, um, things that I can directly impact or things that I can do with my hands, with my mind, with my voice. Um, I personally haven't experienced what they're talking about, so I can't really speak on it, but, um, yeah, a lot of things are said all over the place these days. So I feel like it's about staying grounded and connecting with your community where you can, uh, yeah, help each other and co-create something. Beautiful, man. Beautiful.
1: Obviously, you know, you're know you into Monero. You see Monero as as part of the, part of the solution or, or what allows us to thwart a dystopia. What are some of the other things you think about that we need to do? I think you just kind of hinted about, at it there. But uh, what are things people need to be doing, actions people need to be taking, tools people need to be using to kind of get us moving in the right direction?
7: yeah i think um communication is number one i think there's a lot of um you know each mind has an ego and each ego thinks thinks he's or she's right and so because of that there's a lot of um back and forth and disagreements and for me what i'm noticing what i'm learning is to allow tolerance and um to allow others who have different perspectives and views and beliefs etc uh, allow space for them to be who they are and not uh, kind of force the way that I view the world onto them because that creates, um, that doesn't help anything. And so at the same time, express myself freely. So there's like a balance I'm, I'm seeking in between the two because when, when we work in communities, there's um, so many different people with different backgrounds and things can get lost in translation in so many ways when all parties may have positive intentions and so for me it's about um yeah communication clarity and allowing others to be them as long as you know you know everything is in a in a positive manner and um and then yeah connecting with friends anyone who uh sees things the way we do that's great but then there's also those who don't see the things that um that I, I or you or anyone sees but there are other aspects in which we We, uh, we may see things the same way. So we're all multifaceted. So it's like taking a polyhedra that has, let's say, 20 faces and each face is a side of our, is a side of who we are. And on the three faces, you may connect with someone here. On two other faces, you connect with someone there. So it's like, it's about, um, realizing that we're not these one dimensional people where, okay, we all agree on the same thing. It's like we agree on some things. We don't agree on others. And that's what creates diversity. And this diversity can either uh, break or make, depending on how it's utilized. And so, um, and also I think it's not staying focused on the news all the time where it's, it can bring your energy down. You got to also balance it with things that bring you up and bring your enthusiasm and your happiness to be alive so you can find a balance um, and and have some fun out here because you know that's fun i think is overlooked it's one of the most important things for us to do in our daily lives is to have fun because obviously we're going to be faced with whatever's here
1: yeah words to live by man life is so so short so short uh, <laughs> I, mean, I think about it it's scary but i think about it all the time now it's uh yeah,
6: yeah I, I have a th- question for the gentleman if you don't mind yeah of course man is so in this particular community, a lot of people get, like, overwhelmed and even sort of negative about uh, <clears throat> the reality that we're facing. And I thought you might be the perfect person to offer some advice as to how people can manage their negative. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah. Uh, one thing that works a lot for me is to, um, is to get off sources of information for, like, Let's say you do that for three days in a row for three days. Don't look at any news for like three days. Ain't that the truth? Do that and see what happens. All of a sudden you're like, you'll start to become alive inside. You start to get into things. You start to think about uh, creative or constructive things you can be doing and you start to put it into action. Um, And then once because you're going to see what's what's happening because it's going to hit you left and right. But don't go searching for it and uh, don't give it too much energy if it brings you down energetically and it puts you into a state where you're almost like immobile. You can't move because you're so much in shock for what's going on and you can't. You're like, oh, my God, it's the end. Um, you want to stay moving. Your energy needs to keep flowing, needs to keep flowing, and your heart needs to keep pumping. And for that, it only happens if you see a future in which you exist in a future in which you're thriving and if you don't see that then it's going to take your energy in the present so you need to cut off any source that is taking away um, you know that's feeling that negative or the fear or whatever it is and do that for three days in a row and then you need to start what I do is I manage um, you know what I look at etc and then focus on just yourself your life the people around you and uh, it's about for me, it's about finding a balance, just like the yin and the yang, or the alchemist, It's like find the balance, and then with a bit, a bit of a different ingredients, you, you know, you make a cocktail, you make a brew, and then you serve that to the world.
6: I've, I have another question, if you don't mind. <laughs> I just really think that it'd be interesting to hear. We've had just listening to the show, guest after guest after guest, really honing in on personal health and the consequences on the mind it seems like a never-ending theme is there any kind of like uh any any things that have worked for you or that have been interesting to you that maybe we haven't heard about obviously like diet and exercise and whatever that stuff aside is there anything that you've done for mental and physical health that you had never heard of before that we may never have heard of before
7: uh let me see maybe this one maybe i've tried this where i'm faced with a set of choices or options and instead of thinking about which one i should go with i go with the one that um that makes me feel good so i don't even use my rational mind to make decisions i i listen to the body and i go with what the body feels like hell yeah like um Let's say you, you got to do something and then all of a sudden your body's like, oh, damn, and in your mind you're you procrastinating. You're like, no, I don't want to do this. Don't do it. Even if it's like the most important thing, you have to do it. Don't do it.
1: I like this. I like this. Go,
7: go with what feels good, even if it's the last thing you're supposed to be doing. Even if people are like, you should not be doing this. You're irresponsible. You're immature. But what you're actually doing is you're feeling your, your, your soul. You're feeling your, you know, what, what makes you alive. So even if it makes no sense to the world we live in, because the world is based on a rationality that's designed inside of a construct, break out the construct, break out the box, and tap to the, I would say, just to the field of, of, um, inf- of potentiality. And you just for the, but before that, you need to break out the mind. Once you break out the mind, it's like everything opens up. And um, a lot of times, that puts you in a state of fear, because you're like, damn, what am I going to do now? Um, what if this happens what if that happens and that's the mind so you gotta um, break out of that and go with what feels good and just deal with what comes after that
1: I feel like I used to live more like that (laughs) gotta bring it back Um, you gotta be careful though right you don't want to be then interpreted as being you know selfish right because you're you're among others it's how how do you balance that how do you balance that mentality without uh, coming across as selfish to to society and those around you that you love when your choices may not align with uh, what's expected of you?
7: Well, when, you're, when your well being is in question, it doesn't matter what others think of you because at that point, selfish becomes what's necessary. So, how do you show up for others if you're not balanced to show up for your own self? You know, it's just like on the plane, you put the mask on your face before you put it on the child. It's kind of like that, I feel like even if you're judged and, um, you know, whatever, you got to do what's best to focus in. And uh, if you can find a way to do that, you know, without too much collateral damage, that's great. Um, but at the end of the day, if we don't do that for ourselves, then we're going to we're not going to be strong for the, for what we got to do, I don't think. So sometimes we got to, you know, we got to be sharp and straight to it and, you know, it, it doesn't matter if others don't understand us. Not everyone is going to get us, no matter what we do.
1: Do you consider yourself an anarchist?
7: Huh.
1: Um, what, what, what's your take on on, you know, on the state and government and opting out versus going along? Uh, how, how do you view those things?
7: Yeah, there seems to be a big, uh, a big separation, a big divide that's, that's happening. Um, first of all, I feel like human beings should be free. I don't feel like we should be the property of any of anybody. Um, so based on that, um, anyone that violates our freedom, or your ability to um, to raise your child, or to just be free, um, living your life, well, I feel that's that's a hindrance to uh, to who we are. And um, unfortunately, there's a lot of these uh, authorities are just not, not fit to be authorities. And so this is why um, it's, it's just not going to work because the decisions that are being made are illogical. The decisions for humanity as a whole by people that, like, who are they anyways? Who are they to make these decisions? And why is there so much untrustworthiness? And, yeah, I mean, once we, get it, once we look at what's going on, um depending on who you are um some people will see that um we should not be led or misled and others will say no this is what i want and uh, i think the world is going to go in two different directions but um i tend to be more like a snake because um i don't think it's that black and white and um we're going to have to um to come together somehow but it's not going to be easy because everyone's different and um, Everyone's belief is different. So, yeah, I feel like human beings should be free. But for that to happen, we really need to evolve. And I don't see uh, a solution at the moment. Um, It's not an easy thing. Um, I have never seen a system that works, where it works for everyone. It works for a few. It works for some. And then we're seeing a lot that are suffering massively. Um, I know for myself, it hasn't been easy in the systems that exist in the world and the things that are prioritized of others, the people that are prioritized uh, based on uh, the type of intelligence they have or how they contribute to the system. And so I think, it, I think the, the present challenges are creating the greatest opportunity for us to create the kind of world we want to be in. And um, I think that's what's happening, we're actually doing it right now, and those who like to be uh, governed to the point where they can't even express their their free thoughts. They're going to go down that path and those who want to be free to express themselves and to talk about the things that they see as um, not good, uh, you know, that we're going to create something different. And um, and I think there's going to be bridges between the worlds, and it's going to be a process. And um, yeah, it's looking looking very challenging, but also there's so many great things being formed, whether it's uh, Monero, decentralized, whatever, um, you know, many technologies will be created, many new ways of uh, coming together, open source uh, ways of building homes of building anything. Um, and I don't think uh, technology is bad. We're using it right now. And it's about how you use it and the intention you have, because even if it's something is made for something that one considers bad, you can flip it and use it for something good it's all about again the creative mind and so it's not about giving our power away to someone external it's about recognizing who we are and communicating and helping each other and um that's what i think but yeah it's a big question um and um it's hard to, to have an answer because so many forces are at play in so many different directions but um i think we're, we're doing it step by step, and, and each person is part of the puzzle, and the puzzle's huge. So each one of us is, you know, pretty uh, important to the, to the whole. So everything we do every day impacts the whole. And um, that's why I'm doing music, because even though it's actually not the main thing I'm focusing on, I decided to actually do this project because I felt like I couldn't just sit back and just watch the world go in a direction without expressing myself. So yeah, yeah. the more of us express ourselves and um, hopefully, hopefully do it in a way that's constructive um, because I think that's also important to be constructive, but to also be human. So we're always gonna express our feelings and emotions. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big adventure being here on earth every day. Like I'm tripping, like I'm tripping balls on everything I see every day. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like this is crazy. Yo, this is amazing. Like, every day, all day. Like, I don't need any substances. I'm literally tripping out all day, every day.
6: I love it. I have another question, if you don't mind, Doug. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah,
1: of course. Go ahead. Okay.
6: So, I I, I, and most of the people listening are very much engineering minded people and not all of us are very artistic. Um, But I had been advocating for a really long time that Art was what was going to push Monero into the wider world and connect people and so on. And one of the things that I've said forever is people should be supporting artists and their ability to create in any way they can. So I had said, you know, financially or, you know, just offering them a house or a place to crash when they're traveling and doing their thing or whatever. But are there any things that, people like myself could do that we may not be aware of that would help other than the normal list like you know getting the art into the hands of people who haven't heard it or seen it before or you know outside of just financial or housing or whatever what are things that we might not know we could be doing to help creative people do their thing love it good
7: question um i think it's to incorporate us and the things that you're doing in the events that you're having, um, and it could be for many different things. Um, you know, someone who's good with visual art could um, be a good person to uh, ask maybe about UI/UX or about how you're presenting, whatever you're presenting on your website, and what the experience is like, or someone that's good with uh, working with in, in spaces and lights how they can be the one that design the space, the stage uh, that people are going to be on. And looking at artists, yeah, to, to be part of whatever part um, that, whatever part that people are doing, there's, there's a role and there's a place there for an artist because a lot of time, the mind of the artist, like, is floating in, like, another galaxy, and um, it can take, something and um, communicate it with the world in a way that's maybe uh, intuitive or very creative. And um, so I think, yeah, to involve, even to ask for, um, I don't know, ideas on this, opinions on this and that, and then maybe to bring on board for uh, certain projects where the creative mind will be able to come up with things that are maybe unexpected. So yeah, I think every, every aspect especially when you work with technology now there's such a strong community of artists working with technology who use technology like myself as a medium and as a way to as a form of expression um i think it can be used in so many different in so many different ways uh, uh, amongst the, the the work that we're doing every day so that that's what comes to mind beautiful man
1: can you uh can you stick around a little bit we'll 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 jump to the news
7: yeah yeah, yeah we, we can sure. you know if you
1: want to chime in on anything with regards to the news and then uh we can continue the conversation a little bit hey, can you hear me uh,
7: cool cool
1: yeah Tux, we got you we can Good. hear you
2: i accidentally bumped the back button on mouse so i had to rejoin them. <laughs> yeah. uh yeah uh, did you say news
1: yeah let's,
2: let's do the news. news boy do we have news all right let's jump into it <laughs>
0: And now for our weekly news segment. Unfortunately,
2: Tony could not make it. So <laughs> we gotta
1: add a little penguin in there too, man. To... <laughs> yeah,
2: I guess uh I guess he's in a different time zone. Um yeah. so it's also harder for him uh to go and ship. Let's do it.
1: Anybody there, else that wants to jump up? I don't know. Are there other people hanging out over here?
2: Um yeah, if you're in the backstage and you wanna come on and you aren't just uh mentioned so in the private chat. oh right. uh, right. yeah. So first, I I didn't look over any of these, so uh, (laughs) these are all sent by Tony. (laughs) Uh, So first one, we've got House Committee will reopen discussions on digital dollar in September 4th hearing. Following an August recess, members of the House Financial Services Committee will gather for a digital dollar dilemma hearing. On Uh-oh, sounds like CBDC. The U.S. House Financial Services Subcommittee on Digital Assets, Financial Technology, and Inclusion will be holding a hearing Discussing central bank digital currencies for the first time in months. So they're going to start talking about it again. I was honestly expecting it to come a little bit sooner. Um, I guess it's a lagging behind slightly. Uh, but, you know, it's still coming.
1: Is that right? So Remember
6: the- during the 2008 collapse when they were like all right, we're going to vote on a bailout. And then they voted no. And they're like, okay, everybody's going to vote again until you get the right answer. It's the same thing. Everybody rejects the CBDC. So like, oh, you just need to keep voting until we get the answer that we want. And, you know, I know where your kids go to school
2: or what. In a September 7th announcement, Republican lawmakers on the committee said they plan to hold a hearing discussing the implications of releasing a CBDC as well as private sector alternatives the digital dollar dilemma discussion will be held on September 14th, roughly two weeks before the US Securities and Exchange Commission chair Gary Gensler testify before the board. Gary
6: Gensler, the guy that was the guy who orchestrated the bank bailouts and then immediately became a government official and then immediately went and worked at the banks that got the free money and then it went back like to that. the
2: It's either a wall, a wall, government high-end position that immediately to the company uh, you know, in the private sector that they uh, did, you know, regulations for or against. Or it's the opposite. It's like, it's it's how so many of these people are.
1: Where do you guys see this going? I mean, there's, there seems to be a lot of political will in the opposite direction against CBDCs right you have like these presidential candidates that have declared that they're against it you have states taking governors. action they're against it i mean uh, it doesn't seem like it's got a lot of popularity
2: i don't even know if fed now it's being used cuz that's technically out uh, i don't think
5: i don't think it's a very it's not a very popular thing but we all know that the president and the governors and everybody talk one way and then are cup strings can pull the other way. So they're going to do whatever they want, and we have no say about it anyway.
2: Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, is that even if like, oh, you know, we're not going to actively try to use FedNow or CBDC, right? Like, if we if we see that, we're not going to use it, but that's why they're going to integrate it into things that people already use. Like, Visa will probably integrate stuff like that and systems, and banks, like Wells Fargo, Make America, they'll probably integrate FedNow into all that stuff um so it's yeah, like
1: we'll see i do think there's you know there's there's powerful people on the other side though right there's those that want the cbdcs uh the fed but then, then there's also those that are going to be negatively affected about by it that are quite powerful as well that are pushing in the other direction so uh we shall see
6: we the shall- truth is we just need yeah. to keep it from being a thing long enough for our own systems To be firmly rooted as an alternative, because if you can draw the comparison, if you can point out like, hey, we have stuff that's free that doesn't require, you know, slave tactics and it already works, it, it creates even more resistance.
2: We've got um, relating on the CBDC topic. Digital Euro can ward off many private payment service ills. ECB official. Private payment services can a monopoly with no benefit to other market players or economic stability. ECB board member Fabio Panetta said. um, The European Special (laughs) Executive Authority is quite happy with the European Commission's legislative proposals for the digital Euro. ECB executive board member. Bobby Committee on Economic and Monetary Affairs in a speech on the 4th the proposals put Europe at the forefront of advanced economies in central bank digital currency development of the financial sector and the ills that implies. So they're basically saying that's what it looks like is that, oh, you know, we got too many uh, ways to pay, you know, maybe PayPal's a mob, the cash app. Yeah, no, we're just going to take this all and turn it into one big thing that's like perfect for everyone.
6: Will you scroll oh, back up goodness. to the top real quick? So, private payment services can gain a monopoly with no benefit. Okay. And then the argument for a is Euro exactly is that they want a the right. monopoly, <laughs> the opposite. government that already has the monopoly. Yeah, it's pretty, it's
2: pretty goofy.
1: Uh, and what's also interesting is just they're saying it is now to legislators to ensure it would replicate key characteristics of cash in the digital sphere particularly its privacy.
6: Press so. X to doubt. You know that that meme, It's Afraid, from, uh, what was that star? I forget the name, but it was one of those like space things, and at the end, It's Afraid, and they made a meme out of it. And it's just hilarious to me that they're just nakedly admitting how afraid they are that the private alternatives could gain a monopoly because the powers that be see that it could easily you know, upset the apple cart of the financial system if people were to catch on to just how amazing things like Monero actually are.
1: They're saying the Euro system would be unable to see the personal details of digital Euro users or connect any payment information to private individuals.
0: Sure,
5: they wouldn't. Intermediaries
1: hmm. would only see the user information needed for onboarding and compliance with existing regulation.
5: So in other words,
1: everything. Right. So somehow it's it's okay. going to be private, but it's going to be aligned with all the current regulations we have, which requires KYC and all that jazz. So not exactly sure how they're going to do that. Um, furthermore, but this is interesting. They're saying, furthermore, the possibility to pay offline would be provide would provide cash-like privacy with neither the intermediary nor the central bank processing the payment. So they're talking about some kind of like offline bearer instrument type thing um, that would allow people to transact peer-to-peer in a digital way. I mean, we, we've seen proposals for this, but this is interesting that they're bringing this that up. It is
2: actually kind of interesting.
1: I guess that, you know, that would kind of have to be like device-to-device, wouldn't it be, you know, yeah, a... a mesh network. Yeah, some kind of thing like that. Uh, yeah, so all the same stuff. They want to introduce CBDCs, but somehow keep it private. And uh, people, I guess, don't trust their
2: intentions. It's it's no. private and anonymous unless you're a bad guy and then you can, can get your information.
5: You can pay with Monero offline easily. Just take one of those, like, you know those those physical Bitcoins that they used to have? Like the little things. Yeah. and you could And it's, you could, like, load it with, like, like it would load with like zero point one Bitcoin or whatever, and then you, as long as the private key was intact, you knew that it hadn't been spent. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the way to pay with Monero offline. You just make Monero bills, kind of like gold back, and have like denominations of zero point one Monero or one Monero or whatever, and then as long as the private key is intact on the bill without being you know disturbed or whatever, then you can you can know that it's it's intact and fine. Yep,
2: one hundred percent.
1: All right, uh, I guess next story.
2: Next, we've got some updates to Cake Wallet. Um, and I talked about some of this on the Monero Minute. Um, we now have Monero Coin Control, which is pretty cool. Obviously not really needed for privacy in Monero, but it's nice that you have that option. Uh, you have auto sub-address. So every time you receive uh, some transaction on a Monero sub-address, Cake Wallet can uh, auto-create a new one every time you uh, tap the receive button. And they have some new Themes. They have some cool dark themes. A monero orange theme, uh, very nice. So update your Cake Wallet if you haven't already. Uh, and they have a in-app live chat support um, if you need that. They managed to fit a tiny person inside Cake Wallet. I'm very impressed. Uh, <laughs> next, we've got uh, this tweet, which uh, is a very meme uh the security budget issue and the bitcoin laser eyes totally ignoring it or calling it an attack.
1: The, yeah, this is all about people's different reactions in Bitcoin to the twenty one mil cap.
2: Oh yep. The security hole. Yeah.
1: Definitely a big topic this week, coming up a lot. What 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 are people thinking about it? What do you guys think about it? game now, what do you think? You think there's going to be some kind of action that takes place in Bitcoin to uh, add a tail mission or something? You think well,
6: that's- you know, one of the things that Body pointed out is, you know, the the hash rate. Power question is I remember what you know, way back like seven months ago or whatever, which is you know, 900 years in crypto land, people talking about how there might be a security issue in some far, far away date. You know, when it was like 70,000 was the price of the Bitcoin, and then I remember uh, at Monerotopia. Um, I don't know why I can never remember his name, but the guy that was talking about adding tail emission to Bitcoin, because Peter Todd, uh, Peter Todd. Yeah, Peter Todd. Um, you know, and he said, yeah, we might be looking at needing something like this by, you know, 2026, 2027 or whatever. And now here it is where it's already too expensive to mine Bitcoin and be profitable. It's already too expensive to secure the network. And now they're plugging holes with stuff that has literally nothing to do with being digital cash. It's like, oh, we'll have all of these, you know, the, these, uh, what do they call them? I can't even remember the name of it or whatever, but uh, like, like chains? well, not just the side chain question, but uh, it's, it's where you mint a coin with a transaction that is unique and it, you know, has oh, extra data tea. on it, ordinals. Ordin- yeah. yeah, so they're they're literally powering their network with ordinals, which adds another issue of security. It makes another identifiable feature to whatever it is that you're transacting. And we know that even though the transaction rate has stayed relatively close to the same, an ever-increasing amount of the transactions on the Bitcoin network are now overtly unique. And that's the selling point, is that they're unique and identifiable. And oh. it and it's just like at some point, the the delusional nature of these people saying, Oh, Bitcoin can be this has to collapse because. They're, they're literally now minting transactions that are unique and identifiable on purpose to support a collapsing price that doesn't pay the hash rate. It's, uh, it, it already has failed. And they were saying, oh, it might fail in 20 years. It might fail in 30 years. And it took a halving of the price and ordinals for this to even be something that they talk about now. Meanwhile, all of these other people who are way more humble about the capacity of their pet projects, Monero, had been working on solving these problems way in advance and have solutions way in advance. And now we're working with the whole Seraphis thing to solve way future problems in advance as well. I just find it absolutely amazing that so many people still refuse to talk about something that is already a gigantic problem.
1: What do you think's the likelihood that they try to add a tail emission at some point? Is it a ple- complete non-starter? Will there be some some fork? Will there be some tail emission version of Bitcoin? Damned if
6: you do, damned if you don't. Right? They've been their 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 sales pitch has always been there will only be twenty one million. Their sales pitch has always been our code never changes. Look at all of these other projects that are always changing their code. Their sales pitch has has always been the strength and the reliability of the network. And so now anybody who, you know, had their toes in the water or whatever and set such an expectation are going to it's it will be a, a very disenfranchising experience for people who got behind the rallying cry of Bitcoin's immutability and Bitcoin's ability to hold value and Bitcoin's privacy when they have to admit that they sacrificed privacy, that they sacrificed the, the fixed coin count in order to protect the network. Um, and you know that was one of the reasons why, because I've been watching this for a long time. There was a lot of people that were developers on Bitcoin back in 2014, 2015, 2016 that they abandoned ship before Monero was the project and they were looking for something like Monero and now they are on Monero and they've you know, they've already dealt with the ethical question. So the people who didn't are just rapidly losing their ability to even advocate for their favorite, you know?
1: Yeah, they can they box themselves into a corner. <laughs> Uh, the, the 21 million meme, I mean, p- the the lack of understanding there, the amount of people, it's, it's, it's just such an easy sales pitch, uh, but it's really fooled so many people into thinking that that is the value of Bitcoin, is that it's capped at 21 mil. Uh, and then for them to then realize that it's not so much what the number is or that it's capped, but that the supply is predictable, uh, there just seems to be a huge disconnect there. Like, if- uh
5: that fooled me for a very long time too, where I was like, "Okay, the supply is capped, so we'll always know how many Bitcoin there are at what time." Right. And I didn't even consider the inflation issue, where like the miners won't be the miners won't be incentivized to mine because there won't be enough transactions on the network to sustain them. It didn't even cross my mind for a long time.
1: What What eventually opened up your mind to it?
5: Uh, the block wars of 2017, when uh, when things hit fifty dollars a transaction. I was like, this is this is ridiculous <laughs> because there's not enough block space and therefore the, the fees went way the heck uh, above what you could pay. I mean, paying f- paying $50 for a $5 coffee? No, people aren't going to do that.
6: There's such a huge ethical concern with this too. Uh, honestly, that guy that was on earlier, Michael Ten, is pretty well-versed in this, but a lot of people don't realize that The strongest argument for the open source crypto community in general is the fact that the unbanked can have just as many rights and privileges and freedoms as the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. But it hinges on the transaction fees being like really, really, really low, like unnoticeably low, like the way that Bitcoin Cash and Monero do, Um, because when you're trying to trade value, at a very small scale so that you can come up, so that you can eat, so that you can do these things. You know, in the first world, people just think of it like, oh, there was a $3 transaction fee on this visa and our margins are 40%, we'll just eat the loss or whatever. But in places that have way less economic freedom, you know, even like a two or three penny transaction fee can sink or swim, like whether or not your business is going to be functional. Um, And And when these Bitcoin people just keep, uh, oh well, we have the Lightning Network. It's well, it's not like you just open up a Lightning node and everything runs all hunky dory. Now you've just locked away a massive amount of capital that you might need to run the business, or and these people who stand on their economic literacy, who are trying to defend Bitcoin, are actually just showing how naked they really are when they say, oh, the solution to high transaction fees. Is to lock your capital in a black box on somebody else's computer for a decade, you
2: know. <laughs> uh, for a little littlehead said, uh, what's the live chat for? Chat with whom? I think he's talking about the Cake Wallet. Um, that's probably for support for uh for yeah, it's just like live support for um for people who are having trouble with the uh, the app.
5: Is it just Cake? A- is it just Cake Wallet that got an update, or is it Monero.com as well? Because I'm using the um, I'm using. Oh yes, their...
2: no, yeah, Sorry, it's Cake and Monero.com.
5: Okay, because I'm using their F-Droid repository. I added it to my my Droidify, and I have not seen an update yet for those two. Because I'm using the Monero.com wallet.
2: Yeah, I think they just came out, so, so you Mano might have Explorer. to wait for it to get built. Since um, they probably have their own build system for the, since I think it's their own F-Droid repository.
5: Yeah, it is their own F-Droid. Okay.
2: Yeah, you should get an update for that. Um, but yeah, it should be in a way that's private, uh, cause I mean, cake is, you know, they're, they're for the privacy Monero stuff, but it's like, they design it in a way to where it's like the kind of app you would recommend if you're trying to get your mom into crypto. So they want to make it as easy, uh, for newcomers to, uh, come on and if they need help, well, they got the, the, the life support built in, which is, that's pretty good for, for new people. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, next we have very happy uh, to be the first to have a Monero signer after meeting in person with Monero time. Can't wait to use it to sign offline on Monero transactions, excellent product and irreproachable tops with quality. So Monero time um, has been working on this cool offline signer hardware for a little while now. And he made this post earlier this week cool. um, that he's finished machining boxes and he's now getting ready for assembly operations uh, which is pretty awesome. How, so how we-
1: is how is this thing going to work? Do we do you, do we know?
2: Uh, I didn't look into any details, okay. um, but he has a video of. Uh,
1: yeah, we're hoping maybe he'll jump on next week.
2: That yeah, yeah, that would be uh, that'd be cool, and then he can actually talk about it and show it off. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I-
1: idea being you could you could sign your Monero transactions with this device that holds
2: your private key. Yeah, basically, and this would be uh, this would be like an offline device. Um, yeah. Uh, And it's like hardware. But next we have privacy coins will be outlawed and elicits from all exchanges for Europe. It starts now. So I think this is uh, continuing from the ban that happened, was that like a month ago, for a few countries. And now it's all of Europe is my understanding. Or all of Europe now. Any country that's part of the EU, uh, it is now not allowed to sell these privacy coins on centralized exchanges.
1: Is that what's actually happening or is it just Binance that's doing this? I don't think it's, right? I don't think we're at that point yet where actually there's
2: This one says Belgium specifically. Um I
1: Yeah, but I think it's just Binance taking action, right? I don't think there's an there's any actual law regulation mandating that privacy coins are, you know, can't be provided on centralized exchanges yet. I don't I don't think so.
2: I'll have to look into that because I'm not 100 percent sure either. I saw a few t- tweets about this, like not just this one, um, but I didn't really, uh, I didn't really look at it. Um, it could be preemptive, like you're.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it seems like it's a sign of things to come. Uh, Binance just jumping out ahead. I don't know if anybody has any like more detailed information on that or ideas on where this is actually headed in Europe. I really wish Body could chime in
6: on uh, an interesting thought experiment about, uh, so if all of these people have in fact uh, fractionally reserved XMR, as many of us have theorized, right? And they have to redeem all of this value. If they could use it as cover to redeem that value in a different crypto or even in fiat, now that they've leveraged up Uh, you know, all of these holdings and gained as much as they have on both the up and the down, if they would have to pay out XMR in the local fiat at a one to one, and then they could simultaneously suppress the price of XMR long enough for that number to go down and cover their fractional reserve losses. Um, So basically, they levered up. And then they pushed the price down and then they did fractional reserve on selling XMR. And now they can get out of the fact that they don't even have it by paying out with the money they gained on the levered, on the levered purchases. Um, it's, so in other words, I would think that the uh, crypto exchanges would have. Uh, I, I, oh, here he is. I got to hear it. Come on, man
2: before I say anything, I'll just show this article real quick that I found uh, that, yes, I guess I was reading into that tweet too much. Um, Binance continues European clampdown. Privacy coins are listed in Belgium uh, as a response to local regulations. So this yeah, is that seems Belgium. like
6: it would actually add cre- add credibility to what I was just saying there. But let's hear it, body. Come on, you got to have something. This is- uh, my
4: working theory at the moment is that I... I think that um, the Monero miner that they're trying to sell now—they've been using this for maybe the last year, uh, at least six months—and I think that's how they covered their lies at this moment. Um, finance and Bitmain—they um, basically created this miner. They mined at a loss um, so that they could meet their withdrawal demand uh, without looking, you know, like they had fractionally reserved. It's—it's—it's um, it's, it's not a good situation, right? It's—it's it's, it's really not. Um, it seems like they're going to get away with it. So uh, I just feel like that's something that uh, we kind of have to accept at this moment. Um, they, they were able to, to suppress the price. They were able to fractionally reserve. And then at the end of the day, they were able to get away. With it. Um, but at the same time, we have a lot of organic uh, usage and organic demand. I don't think they're going to be able to cap it uh, like they would. in the next bull market. I don't think they're gonna be able to cap Monero like they did in the last bull market.
6: That might be why they're bailing too, because they know that if they kept trying to dump all of this other money into suppressing the price of Monero, they're gonna get wrecked. And so they this might be why the exit strategy is coming now at a time where you would think that they would wanna rise they would wanna ride the next price pump. Because if they know that the the this price suppression is gonna be alleviate you know you would think that they would want to ride it unless they're holding a, a negative balance in which case they have to get out as fast as they can so people who have held their monero would probably be really richly rewarded when all of this takes place over the next uh, probably will take like eight months for all of this to unwind
4: so there's a lot of um i think there's a lot of dirty deals happening in the background between the deep state between finance um i i think that the, the whole arena is just dirty as fuck um, I do think that Tether probably operates with, with a bit of a nod from the deep state, a tacit nod from the deep state. Um, And I think that, I think that Binance, I mean, uh, you've seen the picture of CZ next to um, uh, Bloomberg, right? So he, he, that was his boss. Like Bloomberg was his boss uh, formerly. So I, um, I, I honestly, like, if I, I have to be really honest with you guys, I don't see massive price pumps in Monero's future. Um, I think these guys are treading water. They've, They've managed to get just enough Monero to to cover their books, um, to stop appearing, you know, as, as bad as they looked for all of 2022. Um, I, uh, I mean, I overall, like, it's we just have to fucking just Monero. We have to we have to create circular economies, um, kind of on the side, right? Like that's that's the only thing that's going to win this game over the long term. So we can't depend on Binance. We can't depend
6: on, um, on on anyone to pump our bags. We have to actually and, and before afford- you sell your Monero on these exchanges hit up the community there are people in the community that i have offered to mail well well i'll just leave it there but there are ways for people to pay you for your monero in this community that would be more than happy to give you an excellent price on your monero if you do not use the exchanges
2: never put back into the exchange because you're creating the um uh that attack, that specific um
1: Eve attack. Yeah,
2: yeah, Eve a... attack.
5: And another thing is that you can't de- that's a very you can't good point. depend on the you can't peg Monero to the, the price of a fiat because that's just wrong like it's wrong to do when you find price organically with Monero and you say, Okay, I'm gonna charge 50 millonero for a cheeseburger, and somebody else and somebody comes up to you and it's like, no, I don't want to pay 50 millonero for a cheeseburger, I'll pay you 40. And you're like, mm, no, that's a little bit too low, 45. And they're like, okay, that'll work. So you get a price that you're you're comfortable with, they get a price they're comfortable with, and the price discovery happens in Monero, completely leaving out the old fiat system, and you don't have to worry about it.
2: Yeah, it's what I've noticed a lot on um, Monero Market and um, coming to XMR Bazaar is that you'll be able to you'll be able to price things in Monero like itself. Um, and I see this a lot more in Monero Market now. Things are priced directly in Monero uh, they you know the price the price probably starts at what they think it's valued for USD. Um, but depending on the value of Monero, that price will either the USD value will go up and down um which is which is cool to see people starting to try and make Monero be its its own actual currency not just relying on the USD to price everything
5: the way I see it is start a start a small business and sell something and then maybe maybe like once a week or something like that update the price with like the five-day moving average or something like that that way you get a a decent price but it's not directly influenced by the the movements the Hourly second movements or whatever. Hey, do we have
4: that tweet where uh, that maximalist was complaining about Bisc uh, <laughs> having Monero on it and not realizing that like Monero is ninety percent of that volume? That was that was special. <laughs>
2: oh, of um, people being able to uh buy Monero on Bisc. I didn't see that tweet. It it was um, it was some because I know they Twitter, use uh like, Bitcoin for the um. He
4: he was complaining that that Bisc is like. Is integrating shit coins He's like, why? Why do you have the shitcoin Monero on Bisc? Is it, this this should be well, what, what else
1: Is Bisc for if not the trade for? Like, I mean, yeah. it's ninety percent of the volume is is XMR. Valdi, yeah. what what do you? I mean, I I think we've you've been asked this numerous times and probably brought it up in the in the price report. But what do you think is going to be the result of? Monero being banned in Europe, let's say. I mean, we're, we're starting to see, see it taking place, but if tomorrow we woke up and it's like legitimately banned, there's no way to purchase Monero on any centralized exchanges in Europe. What do you Good. think is the result of that? Great. Um, no, I, think, I, I think it's great too, right? We're building the, uh, the parallel economy outside the system. But what do you think will be the, the effect on the ecosystem, on the price? I think we're going to go to court.
4: If they if they actually try to ban Monero, I think we're going to end up going to court at some point, Um, because for all the same reasons that publishing messages is fundamentally allowed um, and why Bitcoin is fundamentally legal, that's it's all the same reasons why Monero is fundamentally legal. So if and the government's probably smart enough to only ban it at the exchange at the corporate level, they're probably not going to
1: criminalize it. Um, right they know that yeah, let's talk about yeah scenario one right so they they don't ban monero per se they they just make it difficult to, to um, no exchange wants to deal with the risk of listing Monero. And now Monero is no longer listed on any centralized exchanges. Do you think that... I used to cry about it.
4: Like, no, they're not going to ban Monero. They're not going to take it off the exchange. And now I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it.
5: Take take it off the exchanges. Binance needs to drop it already. I'm going to arbitrage it. And I'm going to sell my Monero to the Europeans and get get a higher price for it because uh, I'll have mined it. So I'll get a higher price for it. And then I'll come back to the US where I can buy some more on the exchanges and buy it.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that how you see things playing out, guys? Buddy, like do you see will there be a drop in price? There's always be gonna be a drop in liquidity, right? I mean, but will there nah. be a drop in price? Now nah,
4: Monero has has an organic floor on price right now. Like uh, I'm not saying that we won't go lower, I'm just saying that in general Monero has had to earn its spot and earn its price every step of the way because um people have been trying to attack that. So our our price has a genuine floor. Hypothetically, like okay, so we talk about the twenty seventeen fork, um that the B cashers airdropped exactly the people that would that could sell their price down into obscurity. Um, hypothetically, those same people, if they wanted to, could also sell Bitcoin's price down to, to Bitcoin Cash current level. Not quite, but close. Um, so um, Monero has earned its spot and earned its price every step of the way. So if they ban it, it, it doesn't matter. It's 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 almost irrelevant at this
1: moment. Right. There's not much speculation.
4: I mean,
2: all those uh, those EU country bans uh, that didn't really do anything to the price, did it? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah I mean, so far- we, we fought all battles. the battles. We yeah. had
4: to deal with all that in 2020 and 2021. Um, so we've, I mean, we, we're over it. Like basically, Monero as a community is over it. Yeah, it seems to be valued into the price.
1: Um, all right. Next story. What do we got here? This is oh, from okay. you. Oh, right. This was in reaction to, I don't know if you guys saw this. There was a paper that came out Blockchain Privacy and Regulatory Compliance Towards a Practical Equilibrium. Vitalik was one of the authors, among others. Basically, they're proposing something similar to Tornado Cash, uh, but done in a way where they're pri- they're called private. They're calling them privacy pools, uh, but the- it's built in a way where uh, people can, the users can, essentially comply with local regulations by proving that. While they may be mixing their coins in a tornado cash-like manner, they're proving that they haven't mixed it with anybody who uh, may be undesirable in the eyes of the <laughs> fuck the regulation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is so goofy. This so is, maybe maybe we could come oh, up with like a D.
6: view key, for example. Like if somebody had some idea uh, for yes. like a view key, and they could implement something like that, we should get the developers
1: on a view key immediately. <laughs> Yeah, so what do you, what do you guys think of this? I mean, it's being proposed. Obviously, I see it as kind of being guilty until proven innocent, right? Um, where now everybody has to essentially prove their innocence whenever they're trying to obtain privacy and have to show that they did not, in fact, mix their funds with anybody undesirable. Um, but there, you know, there's arguments being made, right, that this isn't necessarily a bad thing. It will get more people using a privacy tool. They're they're, do, they're revealing. Uh, complying using these zero knowledge proofs. Uh, it's not a view key. Some people are arguing maybe it's maybe it's better than a view key because now you're selectively revealing yourself. What are, what are people's thoughts on this?
2: Just use Monero. It's interesting,
1: is it... yeah, yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> Let's get, get back to, brass to
2: these Super uh, very subpar projects for privacy uh, that end up just trying to bootlick to uh, fit into the whole, uh, uh, you know, we got we to gotta be compliant, you know, in like, yeah, there were issues with t- Tornado Cash and how they're running it. Um, I got them. In trouble. It's not just the privacy part. But it's just like, why?
1: Yeah, I, I interviewed somebody this week uh, on, on this topic. He sees it as, you know, compliance is just completely antithetical to what privacy is intending on. To be, and I, I, I tend to agree with them on that. I don't, I don't I don't see how you could have it both ways, right?
5: And why would you comply with the thugs mm-hmm. that are threatening you anyway?
1: <laughs> right, they're they're potentially one of one of the criminals we have to worry about, right? So it's why mm-hmm. why are we creating a tech that then gives them this this power? Into, into I feel the like tech. mixing
4: mixing is inherently something that tends to bifurcate the network. You'll end up in a situation where there's um, approved Ethereum. And where there's bad Ethereum or or and or Bitcoin, same thing. And it's it's just inherently not a good idea. Like you're bifurcating the money in a way that makes it less useful. Um and I understand that, you know, we, we want to make tools not able to be used by bad guys. But inherently we we really like it needs to be neutral. It needs to be fully neutral. And what's happening here, if this thing I mean, ZK is really cool as a as a technology, like I think it's very interesting. Um like the the technology that they're releasing here. Nevertheless, it's uh, it doesn't seem like that's going to go in any good direction. Like that's not a good thing for the world. That's not a good thing for there are right.
5: just there are just bad people in the world. You cannot stop a bad person from using a technology. A bad person is going to uh, do terrorism financing, whether it be through Monero, whether it be through some sort of privacy tornado cash type thing. Somebody could get in a car and run people over. Like you cannot stop bad people from doing bad things. It's impossible.
1: Right. I think, and and, and who's going to be this the arbiter of, of who decides what's good and bad? Right. I mean, that's obvious. That's the ultimate issue here. Is that's that sure. we're we're back to square one where we have the government deciding what's good and bad, creating a scenario where one day what's labeled as a terrorist group. Might right now be considered just some political entity that has opinions that disagree with the powers that be, but uh, you know, so many years from now they may be labeled as an extreme terrorist group to the point where if they're seen using a system like this, that they're you know uh, they'll they'll be they'll be they'll be censored, right? I think that, that that's that's like the, 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 like the, the ADF in Germany, the tool no longer then works as a censorship resistant. Uh, you know, free speech money tool. It just no longer has. Don't that.
2: compromise on your privacy, your security. Use. Manero. So, mm-hmm.
7: interesting. Break free from oh, the control.
2: Conveniently, why not just use Monero? Is what the anti drive people, anti drive chain people have to say. Buy yeah, this,
1: this is interesting. So, you got drive trains being proposed as the way to have quote unquote shit coins on Bitcoin, right? Uh, and some people are just saying, you know, you can just like for example, they're saying you'll be able to use like right? Monero right via via Bitcoin through a drivetrain um, and the anti drive chain people are saying why not just use Monero which is which is pretty funny to see I don't
4: I don't fully understand um, why there's a push for drive chains. They can already do sovereign rollups in the in the inscription data like you can already make a sidechain. The only reason why you would have a drive chain is because they've got this um, blind merge mining. So you can peg in and peg out of the drive chain directly connected to the Bitcoin mining, um, like uh, verification. But I mean, if you're going to shitcoin, coin, do you, like, do you really care that much about the peg? Like do you really need to change um, Bitcoin's mining ecosystem in potentially unpredictable ways. Just, just make sovereign rollups in the inscription data and run your side chain that way. Like uh, and and by the way, if there was any demand for, for that, they, they it would already it already exists. So drive chains are never like Bip three hundred is not gonna get a purchase, like there, there's no consensus for it. And it's a dumb idea anyways. Just use the sovereign roll up in the inscription.
1: Now this guy who's tweeted, well, what's his name if you go back, what's his uh his handle? He's the Nostra guy, right? He's all, I think he's he's also the guy that said we need to like kill off Monero, right? Wasn't he saying like we need to uh, he wanted to attack Monero? With miners. Yeah, he uh
4: he recommended that if anyone had funds, uh that the best thing for Bitcoin would be to attack Monero. And it's kind of funny, he said the silent part out loud.
1: Right. <laughs> and now and now he's seeing those that I guess so he's he's pro drive drive chains, I assume, right? And now he's seeing those that are against post the drive chains are saying you don't need them, just use Monero, which is just
6: tearing the soul apart. Thanks for the free pen testing.
1: We appreciate it. <laughs> all right. What else we got here? What is this?
2: Sorry, oh. my mic was muted. And speaking from trying to ban everybody from doing something is, you know, not going to prevent criminals from doing it. The governor of New Mexico has just declared a first and second amendment does not exist due to emergency. Under this legal theory, all of our rights are eliminated. Watch the most evil and tyrannical. 60 seconds. Oh, hold on. I got to do the whole thing with jigger so I can share audio. I got to share the tab specifically. There
0: we go. You but off. your point is that, yes, with one exception. Can
4: you raise the volume?
0: If there's an emergency, and I've declared a emergency for a temporary, I can invoke additional powers. In my view, including my oath is intended to be absent. There are restrictions Actually. on each. There, in this emergency, this 11-year-old, who's lost these children. They deserve my attempt to have the debate about whether, in an emergency, we can create our environment. Because what about? I took an oath to uphold those, and if this growing problem, without being bold, I've said to every second, your rights are subject to theirs, and they are not. Well, we'll right. about I got to, but, but again, if I'm on... This woman doesn't know what the Constitution is. Absolutely
2: insufferable. Is so, <laughs> so even saying about, uh, oh, i got to protect the, the children's constitutional rights, too, yeah. in terms of, like, we need to ban guns. Safety is not a constitutional safety from the government is not constitutional.
5: So all we have to do, all we have to do to have a nice dictate a nice dictatorship is ban or declare an emergency that says that you can't uh can't have freedom of speech and can't have freedom of firearms and then have uh, elect a elected dictator and no one can do anything about
2: it. Hey, I mean the federal government was trying to do that with COVID. She
6: even has the Karen haircut and the rat face. Like you could not be a more living meme of like the can I see your manager lady and she's got like the two thug people next to her like, and even yeah, so, the guy in the badge is just like I can't believe she just said
2: this out loud this basically <laughs> like, the guy um, left he's
6: like he's sitting there he's like what the fuck did she
4: just say oh my god like you can just see it in his face
2: hold on let me pull up another tweet uh, yeah concept, context to that is that um, they basically did a uh, yeah, yeah, like an emergency um Act and banned public carrying uh, open and concealed carry of firearms, uh, which is like insane. I'm trying to find the other tweet. because
1: This this story really plays into what we were just talking about, too, with trying to create a compliance friendly, you know, privacy coin or privacy tech. Right. Because the problem is you're going to have some government entity change the rules on you. Uh, for the purposes of, quote unquote, the better, the, you know, the greater good, uh, where they're just going to adjust things at will. And now you're you're being forced to comply to some new rule that, uh, you know, helps the government and and hinders some certain subset of people. I mean, she's, yeah. she's, what she's, is I that necklace she's really cool wearing today? but they're doing it for in? The good they're doing it to, to help to help the kids like like she's saying right like they're doing she's doing it to protect the, the children's rights and zoom they, in on that necklace in those quick. instances we can tear up the constitution i saw a really cool
4: graphic the other day that showed um the right to carry a firearm in, in various states over the course of time for like the last 50 years and it's the, the trend is obvious it's very clear all states or for the most part, most states are, um, are enshrining your right to protect yourself, to carry a firearm open and closed without, without a license. Um, I mean, it's like, are you allowed to learn karate? (laughs) You know, it's, it's the same kind of question. You have the right to defend yourself and particularly, and especially we need to defend ourselves from the government. They're, They're the worst, they're the worst gang. They're the worst criminals. The only reason why we even still have freedom, I think, is because the United States has enshrined the right for the people to be armed. Without that, they wouldn't have stopped with COVID. They would, they would have done anything and everything that you think they wanted to do. It's only because we have guns that these people are not uh, are, are not dominating us right now.
2: Yeah, so they suspended hey, uh, Second Amendment. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah,
7: yeah I'm going to have to go. But, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And I'm loving the conversations, And I'm learning, right. learning a lot from you guys.
6: My son wants to say hi real quick. Hold on. He loves your music. <laughs> Go ahead, David. <laughs> say hi. Hi. This kid hey, what's listens up? to your stuff all the time. He loves you. Go ahead. Oh, baby. man. Love,
7: Love you too, man. <laughs> <laughs> say
3: bye
1: Willpower. bye, Willpower. All right, Willpower. Thanks, Willpower. thanks for jumping on, man. Appreciate it.
7: Yeah, thank you so much. much where, where people
1: uh, Just throw out some information where people can find the, the new album, all that, anything you want to put, put out there.
7: Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, go to willpowerstudios.com, willpowerstudios.com, and you'll find everything you need right there. And if you want to support with the band camp, um, it's willpower-music.com, and you'll see my Monero XMR address also on the website if you want to support that way. So yeah, bang the music, share it with the world, and listen to it and see if you like it. Thanks a lot.
5: And pay, tough, for on. and
7: pay me my And pay me my Yeah. nice
1: man. All right, have a good one. Cheers. Yeah,
5: thanks. Cheers.
2: The funniest part of this whole thing, you know that the goons sitting next to her are, like, totally armed, completely. Uh...
5: I wonder if these people just... I wonder if these people realize just how vulnerable they would be if all the people that protect them just decided to stop. Like, these people are so upset about guns and yet all their aides have guns. Their bodyguards have guns. Everybody around them has guns. Imagine just if all these people just decided, you know what the heck with it, I'm not guarding this person.
2: If the cops would actually uphold the constitution, then they would, she should probably be arrested. Um, Will definitely be arrested, but. Of course, they don't either. And she's certainly not. Nobody it does. It wasn't that
6: long ago that a statement like that would have been considered treason and that uh, that's a high crime.
2: Oh, what she saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll see what happens with that. I think uh, we have got one more. Oh, yes. This is pretty cool. On a, To end on a happier note, uh, Coin Cards released their volume breakdown for 2023 23 and XMR is all the way up to 35%, just clipping the 36 and a half or 36.72% of Bitcoin. This is global, by the way. They stopped doing the uh per country breakdown, unfortunately. Uh because I guess it was a lot for them to do. Um, but Monero has shot up three percent for coin cards globally. And it it's went from 31
1: to 35. Break. Oh wow, okay.
2: Yeah. Uh and then before that, it was like 23. So it's gained traction. Um, I bet some of that was due to uh, CakePay, unfortunately, shutting down, uh, which CakePay is back up now uh, for the web version. You can't do the mobile version. You have to uh, sign up for a waitlist. They haven't fully opened it yet. But, yeah, Monero usage is is quite high on coin cards.
6: Remember when Dash used to be, like, a huge... Like actually used currency, and it would have been way
1: higher on this chart, and now it's like below one percent.
6: Guys, use
2: Lightning Network. It's use their they,
1: they 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 really um, shot themselves in the foot when they said they're they're not a privacy coin anymore. Like oh gosh. even though they oh, never there, were. But when they finally are <laughs> like, we just let it? everybody know. Please don't. They somehow them. managed to get they're the five worst five, of all positions.
4: Yeah. Yeah. governments
2: start stamping their boot a little bit. Oh, Privacy, good yeah, now. Hey,
4: can we give a shout out here to Lightning Network at one point two nine percent,
2: bro? That's what I'm saying, man. One point two nine percent. All the uh, adoption. Dude, they were higher before. <laughs>
6: They'll go get point. to those bugs in like nine or ten years, guys. We promise.
5: Wow, yep. that that's hashtag. really really high usage on that Lightning Network. It was hashtag
4: eighteen I mean, months, but I think they're having to go like hashtag one decade to.
2: Is that how little people use Lightning? Because like I've actually never used Lightning myself. Um, to, I've never been interested in it. I, I, I want to check it out just so I understand how it works at some point. But, like, is this realistic? Like, do people really just not use Lightning? And people actually, like, just mostly use on-chain Bitcoin if you're using Bitcoin? Is well, I mean, Lightning think
6: about Bitcoin? what Lightning actually is. Like, I don't know if you'll ever want to use it just to try to it even board, because it's… Well,
3: don't know. If, another thing… If, if Bitcoin would seems- just
6: raise the block size, I'd onboard to Lightning. I, I really would.
4: Um, the numbers don't work out right now, but if they just raise the block size to say Mm. four megabytes, those numbers could work. Even though it's problematic and it's not ideal, I would still get onto Lightning because I I think it's better than, I mean, Fiat, obviously.
1: Peter Todd forced me to use it to pay him for Topia for his reimbursement. And it was a freaking pain in the ass because I had an onboard to it. And and you had to do...
2: um, Sparrow Wallet. ...stuff up, right? Yeah. Connection and... Well...
1: Downloading Sparrow Wallet, whatever, wasn't too bad, but I ended up paying like $7 in fees just to send my Bitcoin initially <laughs> into Lightning, right? And then the Lightning fee itself was more than the Monero fee at the time. So I was like, what?
4: Why I'm like, you use... Fixed Float? You, you could send him Lightning via Fixed Float. You never have to create a Lightning channel.
2: Yeah, I think there are people he, that he were he to use, at you for that, which is hilarious because it. that's not proving that Lightning is good or anything. You're like, oh, you're <laughs> this conversion thing, blah, blah, blah. It's yeah, like, my
1: experience was like I.
2: Oh. <laughs> you used it legit, and it was yeah. terrible. Yeah,
1: like just accept Monero, man. I am
2: I'm impressed how right. many people do still use Bitcoin on because like, right. eat, like you're just eating fees, man.
5: To be fair though, how easy that is it tough. to get on board with Lightning Network? Because I was looking at it, and I'm like, you know, I'm used to like Polygon and Ethereum, where like they're different tokens, where Ethereum is one token and Polygon is a different token on a side chain, but with Bitcoin. Bitcoin and Bitcoin Lightning all use the same addresses and they don't have any difference in the wallet from what I can tell. So it's really complicated to even get into Lightning for somebody who doesn't quite understand it. Yeah.
6: You know, I was was working and I had a pickup at a Costco and a guy saw my Monero shirt and he's like, let me get some. He opens his wallet. He has $2 in cash. He's like, I want to buy some Monero right now. And I was like, this is Monero.com wallet. Download it. He downloads it. takes like not even two minutes. And I was like, all right, now send me, uh, write down all of these words. He writes down all the words. I was like, all right, give me that cash. And then but he turns around and he's like, okay, what do I do? I was like, let me just uh, scan that QR code and you're paid. He's like, that's it? How much did it cost me? Less than a penny. This is great. Like that, that's that's the entire onboard process every time. Just like, you know, a couple minutes of downloading a wallet and that's that's it. Now compare that to all of the different versions of using the Lightning Network and making sure on the other side, a person can even collect the money on the Lightning Network. And then it's it's so antithetical to the general way that open source software
5: should work. That and like, i just i can't do it man guys just like use
2: how, wallet of satoshi
5: and like how are you supposed to know if somebody's even on the lightning network because the coin addresses for main chain and the coin addresses for lightning are the same from what i understand so if i send you a lightning payment and you're not on the lightning network what the heck happens to the coins
2: Well, i thought they body you want to say something on that i thought that uh, was
5: sure good. so
4: uh like to to be technical about that um in order to receive a payment from lightning, you have to generate a pre image and uh like basically you have to generate the transaction as the receiver and then send that to um to the person that would send you funds um so yeah there's there's no way to to actually like donate or send you funds unless you 're actually online um because it's like it's a dynamic process um oh, okay. which is why Monero is just, it's great. Monero is That's wonderful for donations do and for receiving that? money. That
1: was an- another part of the experience with Peter Todd. He sent me an invoice to get paid and then the invoice expired. Cause I took a couple, <laughs> like, I like, you know, walked away from it. I was doing other stuff and I'm like, all right, finally, Let me go do this lightning thing. And I go to pay and and the invoice was expired. He had to send me another invoice. I was like, well, are you kidding
2: me?
6: Like bro, send me I, your Monero address. I could have just send you Monero.
2: <laughs> the other guys, like, I, I don't know enough about Lightning, just, like... That was after paying 8 or excuse. whatever. But, like, when when initially looking into it, I'm like, oh, yeah, Lightning's got a lot of, lot of stuff on it, whatever. It was, like, kind of just, like, a mindfuck in a way. There was, like, just so much to choose from in terms of wallets, And, like, the setup looked like I had to do so much work just to set up the ability to send people money and receive stuff. Myself. I'm like, I don't feel like doing that right now. When Monero, it's just... I just send you the coin and you get it. You don't have to be online. I don't have to create a connection with you. I don't have to start any of this.
4: Yep. You've got my sub address. You can send when me When do you guys anytime. think
1: uh, coin cards, you know, Monero takes the top spot here and like becomes. Next month. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday.
2: Wow. Or this month. Technology. And I think eventually,
1: yeah. eventually, I think, yeah, we're going to see it at like, you know, 80%. I don't see why not. It would be cool if coin cards, right? Because if if you're there and you're buying a if you're buying a gift card with crypto, I mean, you just have to be a, uh, a moron just not to use Monero. Like you just get extra benefits from it, unless you're you know you're just stuck with your with your Bitcoin and you don't really know how to obtain Monero with it. I, I don't really know why. Uh, it'd be cool if coin cards built in a way to purchase, you know, kind of auto swap during your purchase. So you can purchase effectively with Monero, no matter what coin you're using, right? Wouldn't that be kind of a cool thing? Like, so even those that are that are using Bitcoin or Ethereum on the spot to to make their purchase, you could for an extra small extra fee have the payment be swapped into Monero and then made with
5: Monero. Why would you do that, though?
1: So at least you're getting the obscurity of you know you're getting for people you're getting
2: that have a lot of Bitcoin and they want ah. to right. I don't so think anyone you, here would, Yeah, no, not, 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 I not for people
1: that are already natively using Monero, but for those, like if you're going to go spend your Bitcoin oh, there it um, is.
2: The on the Home Depot gift card. gift
1: card. If you had the option of auto swapping it into Monero without KYC on the spot, um, why wouldn't you do that? Right?
2: Applicable convenience fee. Yeah. Uh, that's just the card fee, right? Shortwave Surfer? Because uh, I think you said you use this, right?
5: Um, I've used Coins B, but I've looked at Coins Card, coin cards, and what it is is it's like a two and a half to five percent fee, depending on the card. Yeah, I remember um, when
2: we had um to CEO, actually get to get the company name. to make money
5: because the company's um, got to make money some way, so course, that's how they do it.
2: Yeah, no, that's 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 not bad.
5: So if you get like a five hundred dollar card, you end up paying like five ten for it or something like that. That's not too bad. Yeah, no, it's not bad at all. A common theme. A the common theme that I see
4: pop up is that where Monero is offered alongside other cryptocurrencies, it usually rises to the top. Like people tend to use Monero quite a lot, which is interesting. Um, you know, when you when you look at the relative market caps uh, of the different coins, you say, hey, why, why doesn't the market cap quite reflect um, what appears to be the usage of Monero
1: again when it's offered alongside other options? I'm going to reach out to coin cards, tell them they should add a instant exchanger. I think you'd see people using it. I mean, if you're, if you're going to. Go buy a gift card with crypto. I'm assuming you, you, if you can, you'd want to ideally purchase it as anonymously as possible, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I need to actually uh, try buying something from him and see how the experience is. Um, and it looks like it's pretty good because I know we had the, uh, I keep forgetting his name, the, the CEO of Coin Cards. We had him on a while ago.
1: Yeah. I've, I've used it a bunch. Of, we've used it a bunch of times. Uh, i but I'd I'd
2: use Cake Pay that. like a, a ton. Uh, like for the mobile, I'm using cakePay mobile. super cool. I could go to the theaters with friends, and you know, I'd be like, "Hey, I'm gonna pay this with my my crypto, and I just buy the gift card right there and scan it and it works. Kind of magical. Uh, so it's sad that that's not a thing anymore. Um, it might be coming back in the future, but, yeah, I'm glad there's still people like coin cards that are uh, have a lot of options to choose from. Yeah, same.
1: All right, guys. I think that was all the news. Uh, any any final thoughts? otherwise we'll we'll wrap it up.
5: Yes, I have a final thought. Go for it. Please post your stuff on Monero.town because I've had to do it for three weeks in a row.
1: Okay. The post what stuff? Uh, Monero, um, Monero Topia, Monero Talk stuff?
5: Yeah, your Monero Topia and Monero Talk. Like, um, like I had to go to Reddit and copy Sunita's post and then paste it into Monero.town for three weeks. Oh, oh appreciate that.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I think we created an account. I saw Sunita create, somebody created one, so I should start doing that.
5: Thank you. Yeah, if
2: you give me the credentials, I can do it. <laughs> Doug needs like, like five more
6: secretaries just to keep <laughs> up with all of his nonsense, right?
1: <laughs> a lot of stuff, guys. It adds up. It really does. Uh, anybody else got anything? All right. I'll take that as a no. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Once again, we do these shows every week, same time, Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Please join us next week. Thank you, everybody. Peace. Thanks for coming Cheers. on, guys. Times. Thank you, everybody.
0: Thank you for joining us on this week's Monerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group.